Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. We got to go. We got to we go. Both, we both got meetings. <laughs> got to talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. it was fun. We, we turned this into a, a finance and real estate <laughs> podcast today. No sports today. Just money. I feel like I should, maybe I should do that. Maybe should, yeah. I mean, I don't know who else I'd talk to though. To air it up here. Yeah. I was going to say you and double man. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you guys can give all the advice in the world. <laughs> well, if he shows up, he shows up. But in the meantime, it's the worst damn sports show, period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. Got to reset my brain here talking about sports. Yeah. Even though it was, it was sports were on my mind all morning just because we're talking about our brackets. By the way, hey, good morning. It's, uh, or whatever it is, where you are. My name is Steve Burrell. <laughs> That's Beardo. <laughs> Hi. Dubs is nowhere to be found. It's ghost dubs today. He'll make it here eventually, and this is the worst damn sports show, period. It's a podcast where we talk about sports and stuff, and all morning, we're trying to get our brackets going. Yeah, CBS, I think, was just overloaded with everybody trying to get last-minute brackets in. I kind of, I was thinking that, too. It's like, how many brackets are done at the last minute with somebody being like, come on, son of a bitch, <laughs> ah, go! <laughs> <laughs> And that's how no one gets it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, they just flip a coin does. and you're good. Or you just move it. Like <laughs> that was the thing about the CBS bracket. And we'll probably get more into this later, but you could just mo- drag and drop. And it was super simple. Yeah. And well, and I, I did one on another site earlier because I figured, well, we obviously we're going to talk about it. Sure. And the email came through that it was official and here's the link we need to use. So I filled it all out again. And then I was like, this isn't where it could do it again. So I filled it all out. And by <laughs> then I was like, I don't really need to think about it anymore. It's like, I know my final four already. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, you had so practice ones. Kind of. It made, it made me rethink these, but I didn't. Like I stuck with the same <laughs> ones that I had. So we'll, we'll, we have that on here too. I don't have my, um, my little prep email up right now, but I'm assuming we're going to be talking about the final four. We will be talking about March Madness. Yeah. It's a lot of basketball today, actually. We're doing, uh, we'll talk some nuggets because that's a big deal this week. Um, and should we just go ahead and start with our tweet of the week that's not basketball related? Tweet of the week, what do we got? Uh, well, I'm sure that everybody in the world saw that uh, a guy by the name of Mike Trout was the highest paid player this week in all of sports history. Is that so soccer included? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All professional sports, highest paid player, $430 million contract for 12 years. I didn't dive into the specifics of that. I just saw the big number and I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, like, I did the why? quick math and it was something like 36 mil a year. Yeah. Just the, what? <laughs> <laughs> to play baseball. <laughs> so wild. So wild. And so that means, of course, that Mike Trout's head is going to fall off sometime real soon because that's the Angels. That's what happens. Like, I mean, Pujols, how'd that work out for him? You uh, think they would have been a little uh, gun shy after that? Look at Bryce Harper who took a 
ball off of his ankle after signing <laughs> one of the highest contracts in spring training. I didn't see that. Oh my god, the video was brutal, man. You hear it. Ah. Like I don't and I haven't followed up like again, we're the worst, so sometimes we just don't follow up with stories. So I don't know if he like fractured anything or if he's fine and was just sore, but like you hear the ball come off his ankle and you're just like, "Oh, that's 32 million dollars uh, on the ground." <laughs> like brutal. And we're not even into the regular season. Yikes. <laughs> Yes, we are in the regular season. Oh, I, yeah. I, well, when that <laughs> happened, we were okay. not into the regular season. Yeah, two games already with uh, the Mariners and ah, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in Japan. Because it, it is still like even at the, outside of those two games. Oh, Oakland. That was yeah. the case. Um, Outside of those two games, it is a couple weeks till we really get started, right? Yeah. It's the first full game? Yeah, I know the Rockies, I mean, their opening day is April 5th, so we're two weeks out from that. But April, am, That's the home opener. Home opener, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm sure either next week or, or early the week into opening day, we are looking at MLB opening day officially. And I can't believe they pulled the trigger so fast on that, too. It's like, I don't think they needed to. It's almost like they got caught up in all these contracts getting oh, thrown yeah. around. That they're just like, and us, too! Wait, we didn't need to do that yet. <laughs> Hold on. Well, and not only that, but like, so Mike Trout signs this massive deal and then they turn around and they paid, so they extended somebody else who already had like an extra four years on his contract. They're just like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to make it a six year, hundred million dollar like extension or whatever. And they're just like, okay, like, I guess. Like, are you just going to pay everybody a, a hundred million dollars on your team this year? <laughs> That's kind of what I what I thought with like the Mike Trout thing is I had, I heard nothing about contracts for Mike Trout. Like, I mean, obviously he's under contract and everyone's like, other than this guy's going to be worth a billion dollars when it's all said and done. But like out of nowhere, it's like, I feel like he must have been surprised too. Right? Just like, oh, you want to, oh, <laughs> sure uh, okay uh, <laughs> that'd be the hilarious part of it it's like yeah. hey man we're gonna make you the highest paid player in all of sports history you cool with that uh yeah i mean sure we, we weren't really having that discussion but whatever <laughs> who, who is this again <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh, i'll take it it's it's wild man do you think that someday we're gonna see a billion dollar contract well absolutely i mean it wasn't that long ago that Michael Jordan was getting $20 million a year, and people thought that was absurd, that that was crazy, and then everyone shot past that pretty quick in the uh, the basketball world. It's yeah, wild like, to think that at one point, John Elway made like $56 million for his entire career with the Broncos, and now that's not enough to keep a quarterback for two years. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not enough to keep a quarterback at all to be the face of your franchise. I mean, obviously, at a certain point, it's just like monopoly money. Even no, though it's yeah. not, but they're not paying this if they don't think it's worth it. So you, you think the player's getting paid pretty good? Yeah. Oh, that's, that, that's, <laughs> that distracts everyone from the owners and like what they're collecting off of you and your $12 hot dogs. Yeah. So you're paying for that. <laughs> like not, not the owner technically, like you're going to get the end anyway. Yeah. And then that, I think that was one of the best reactions to the Mike Trout thing was Emmanuel Sanders yeah. where he just like tweeted at the Rockies and was like, uh, Rockies, I just want to say thank you for giving me a bajillion, gazillion dollar contract. It's <laughs> the new closer. Yeah, as the new closer at the age of 32. And I don't have any uh, audition tape. Or He's like, here's the photographic evidence of my abilities. And it was a gif of him 
scoring a touchdown and throwing a ball into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, and they replied, it's like, sources confirmed. We signed Emmanuel Sanders to a 500 million bajillion dollar contract. They even updated the website and like photoshopped him <laughs> onto like Arenado's body or something like that. Um, so pretty funny. I mean, like it's, it's become a joke. JJ Watt was another one. He tweeted at the Houston Astros and was just like, Hey man, I might be fast enough to play outfield or something <laughs> like that. Like it's just it created this whole kind of joke about the massive deal that Trout signed. It's good to see that Rocky's Twitter still has it. Oh my goodness. It was one it's been one of my favorite things all week. Just watching the replies back and forth yeah. from other people have been like, This is gold. Yeah. So that's that. All right, let's move on to the, our first topic, which is not baseball. But <clears throat> topic one. The Nuggets clinched a playoff spot, which like this to me is mind blowing because first off, it's the first time they've clinched since 2013. So six seasons, the 2012, 2013 uh, season and a game away for the last two seasons. Yeah, it's 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 not surprising that they made it right. It's surprising that they're tied for the top of the division right now or the top of the conference. It's surprising they made it this early. Like, there's still 13 games left, which is the best part of this because that means that we could still take that number one spot from Golden State and we could possibly win a Western Conference champion or a a Western Conference like banner, you know? It's amazing. Well, I mean, how obviously that would have, would that be the first time that the Nuggets have taken the first spot in the Western Conference? So obviously, I could tell that you don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I had to stop and think about it, but I don't, I don't know that they've ever had the number one seat i think they've had like a two through four if it was it was sometime in the 80s yeah like 70s or 80s early days yeah uh because anyone who's a longtime Denver nuggets fan knows the pain of being a Denver nuggets <laughs> fan because yeah. not only have they not been good for a significant part of their existence but really bad like if anyone lived through the late 90s version of the Denver nuggets when i remember what, speaking of michael jordan that was the uh i remember the year that the nuggets i believe won 10 games and one of them was against the Chicago Bulls, who set the record that year for the number of wins. And it was our championship. Yeah, we should have hung a banner <laughs> for that. <laughs> <laughs> but now here we are with legitimate shot. Don't get me wrong. If the Nuggets were to play the Golden State Warriors in the first round of the NBA playoffs, I would fully expect the Golden State Warriors to mop the floor with this team. No disrespect to the Nuggets and the and the organization that they are right now and what they've done this year, but the Golden State Warriors are just a team of all stars, and we we've seen what can happen when they decide to activate against a team that they really want to beat, which was the Denver Nuggets the last two times that they faced each other because Denver Nuggets did show up as like the new kid on the block. They yeah. did beat them a couple of times, and so the Warriors were like, let's put it into this, and they did it. Now over a seven game series, anything can happen. Over the course of a playoff, though, like and seeing them not until they the if if they were to make it through over the course of the playoffs, anything can happen in the uh, the Western Conference as well, including the Denver Nuggets making it to the finals and the Golden State Warriors not because who knows who's going to face who. Yeah, I like our odds better two months from now than for the first round, and so it's exciting that the Nuggets are going to have a really good opportunity to play what should be a lesser team with home court advantage and finally break through to the next round of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like, that is that is the most exciting part. And to your point with um, two months down the road, if we're facing Golden State, me and you have talked about this, the Nuggets, as far as a matchup for depth, 
are far more prepared than Golden State. Yeah. If Steph Curry goes down with an ankle injury and misses three playoff games, those are games the Nuggets can still if it's a, if it's against the Denver in the in the playoffs, which falls into the anything could happen over the course of a long sure. uh, playoff series. They obviously have more experience in this. They're you know multiple time world champions. They probably have, they probably should have won the last five. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous how good this team is, comparable to the Bulls who we were just talking about of the, of the nineties comparable to any team that's yeah. have a, had a dynasty of any kind. So as far as uh, I'm going to be realistic about their chances to win it all. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. But if Golden State should fall, they could beat any other team in the NBA in a seven-game series. Full confidence. Yeah, I also like the... um I like the mentality the Nuggets have about the playoffs. Like the video, the video of them on the road the other day when they clinched, they were in the locker room, and I think you had the best response to it on Twitter. You you tweeted at the video. It's just them. It's Coach Malone coming in saying, we're not finished yet. I don't have champagne. They start spraying water, just bottles of plastic water yeah. on each other. They go nuts for a couple of seconds, and then it's back to business. And well, it, just like we discussed last year when the Rockies clinched, yeah. and it like happens all the time in sports, clinch a playoff spot. And next thing you know, everyone's wearing goggles, spraying champagne around the locker rooms. Like you didn't do anything yeah, yet. Yeah, you're still not there. And I feel like they they embrace that idea. They just being like, "Well, we did something." And and Malone had a whatever his statement was to the fact, just be like, "We celebrate these small moments. We recognize these moments, but we also recognize more that we're not done yet." Yeah. And I think that there's there's some type of uh, like like a release that's that's not earned yet. When teams do that, when they go nuts in their locker room for making the playoffs or honestly for advancing in the playoffs, like there, there is a, until you are winning the championship personally, I, I mean, I, I know that there are reasons to celebrate, like for example, making the, the playoffs for the first time in over half a decade. Awesome. Celebrate. And they did. And it was more real. Their celebration with just like the water and like jumping up and down and slapping each other back was more real than any champagne celebration I've seen in the past decade. Well, and I mean, like we we kind of as much as we loved the Rockies making that push at the end of last year, we talked about it on this podcast where it's like they were popping bottles of champagne because they made it into the wild card game. It's right. Like we don't that that is a game where you can still get eliminated. Yeah. Real quick. That's not the that's not the playoffs. It's the playoffs, but it's not the playoffs. Yeah. And for the Nuggets, like all season long, we've had this expectation that they were going to be in a top spot for the playoffs. So I think that that I mean, that's definitely a seed in the back of Malone's head. He's like, we're, we can still play for number one. We can play for home court advantage. We can play for all of these things. So we still have that business to do. And, it, and it's really turned me around on, on Malone because there was the first couple of years he was here. It's just like he is not the guy. He's just not. He can't. He can't manage this team. It seems like he's constantly battling egos. He's calling out team the team and his pressers. Right now, you see this different attitude about him, where it's like, okay, 
he was calling those guys out then because he's a leader. And that, to me, proved that he was a leader. And he also has the respect of the locker room to not go um, too crazy for, for this small victory. And that they've they've allowed him to do that over three years. They've allowed management and the, the general manager, whose name is slipping my mind right now, too, to do what they need to do over three years. And sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes... I mean... Think about it. I'm so glad that they didn't shake things up over the last couple of years. I mean, Shaw a couple of years ago, that was a bad mistake. He yeah. was not a good coach. He yeah. wasn't right for this team. Malone came in, did better, still didn't make the playoffs. Last year did better, still didn't make the playoffs, even though the big run at the end of the season yeah. to make it happen. And so if they did, it would have been anything that they would have snuck in with this surge at the end of the season. The surge kept going this year. Like they were uh, in the top spot or second spot all year, I don't believe they've dropped out of anything lower than, than second. I could be wrong on that, uh, but here we are with 13, a dozen games left in the season. A real mix of teams. Like, there's definitely teams that they're fighting against. They'll definitely have one against the Golden State Warriors. They have one left. Um, but all they really have to do is beat the teams they're supposed to beat, beat a couple of the teams that... The, technically, they're supposed to beat all of them yeah. at this point, except for Golden State. They could still claim that number one seed without even beating the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, which is crazy. Like mm-hmm. that is that is such a it's such a fun feeling and a fun thing to talk about because and it feels, you know, that that um we get into the playoffs that's going to be a little bit of a rivalry. It's going to start you're going to start paying attention to what both the Nuggets and Golden State are doing because you kind of want to yeah. see them in the Western Conference Finals, especially if we beat them that last and game. And I want to see a rivalry too where we're obviously where we win. So we beat them at the beginning of the season, but it was kind of that moment in the season when Golden State was like regular season, schmegular season. Let's do what we can. And then they turned it on. They, yeah. they, they against us the last couple of days, games they beat us soundly. Uh, even though that last game, man, even though the final score was over 10 points yeah it was, it was like 18 when points or something like that they it was a lot they i mean they had they were up by almost 20 in the first half we snuck back in like we were leading that game after being down 20 and then of course they turned it on i'd like to see i felt like they were playing a little bit nervous like everyone knew the gravity of that game sure and the nuggets felt it as well well, and especially after coming off the the last the game before that was when they beat us by like thirty points at home. So yes, but maybe that little bit of confidence that they got of like dragging themselves back into that game would be something when they play again next time regular season, and they're both just saying, "I want to beat this team so bad," and let's see what happens. Yeah, I again, still feel like the Golden State Warriors would beat us soundly in that particular scenario, but the times are changing. Yeah, like they they're a, a team that's young, the youngest team in the NBA, all with long contracts ahead of them. A lot of them, they kind of figured out their mojo. They were sitting around waiting for it. He came back into the lineup, didn't work. They recognized that immediately, went back to what they were doing before. And I think that not to say that it is not part of a long term plan, perhaps. I mean, he's uh, to me, I get the presence that they don't rely on him as much as a player, as much as just a locker room leader. Like he seems like they're bringing him onto this team and the way he interacts and supports his teammates, even when he's just sitting on the bench, has been fun to watch. And he's he's hurt. He's been hurt. He's coming off a year and a half and not playing because of a hip surgery. And so far as we know, he's never going to be the player that he was before. Right. That he is not going to be the player anything close that he was. 
but they, they didn't they weren't leaning on that they weren't they weren't needing that as a no. matter of fact their their ball movement and chemistry everything they have on the floor has been better without him and i don't expect to see him to be too much in the playoffs too because they're gonna have to shorten their bench yeah um, they'll they'll use guys obviously like morris and and probably guys like lyles um who are just and craig great defenders tory craig yeah <sighs> bring on the, the end of the although here we are talking about the number one seed we got to keep the two because they're going to yes. be playing houston i believe a couple of times who's right there everyone we don't know who we're going to face in that first round I, it's, it's too hard to figure out. I saw the notes on that where just be like, who are we going to face? Like, yeah. I don't think anyone knows. It was just like last year where the between eight and five is something like a game. Yeah. So, it could, I mean, we could be facing the Rockets. We could be facing the Jazz. We could, it really still, I, there's still a dozen games left. So yeah. who knows? But I mean, if we get in that two spot, I guess if we wanted to take on the, the four or whatever it is that we would be facing, the Jazz would, would be a good starter. Oh, hey, what's up? Hi. Hi <laughs> We're almost through the first topic already. Go Nuggets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know, I know uh, you're fine. You're fine. We're not mad. We're just oh, gonna... I, <laughs> you know, I have to do my actual job. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. This, until we get paid for this one. Hi, sponsors. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> uh, so Nuggets. Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> How about them? That was, a, that was a sick win in Boston. It was, it was a win that you go in, they're one of the hottest teams in the league. You know what's on the line that night, which is your playoff berth. Yep. And it's a homecoming for IT, so you know that crowd's going to be jacked up too. It was just kind of a, a perfect storm of that game that Nuggets fans know the Nuggets have lost forever. Yeah. Like they always lose that game, right? Like <laughs> yes. at Minnesota, yes. game 82 last year. You just, it's the game they always lost. And this is good. We haven't talked about that specifically because that was a good game. It, it was a good game to watch. It was a good win. And it was the perfect way to clinch. Yeah. It was the perfect way to clinch. They it was down. going in. <laughs> you play, you didn't play great. You're the guy who is the heartbeat of your team. The Joker steps up. He plays great. Millsap, your heady veteran, plays great. You dig yourself out of a hole, and that's how you clinch your first playoff berth and in the six years. end of the fourth quarter was the best part. Only be, Well, obviously, because that's when they put it away, but they did. It yes. wasn't like, okay, now we got the lead. Now we're going to fight for it for a while. It's just like, no, you're done. We're finished with you. Three-point block, three-point. Let's just like cap it. Yeah, as soon as they got that, that uh, inbound bucket on what was that? The end of the third quarter. I uh, missed that. Okay, so like at the end of the third quarter, they hit a three. There's like two seconds left. For some reason, Boston throws it out of bounds while they're inbounding it. So you get it under the basket, and you can, and they get like a slam dunk alley oop pass at the end of the third quarter, and you just felt it. Like you just felt like this team was just gonna put the hammer down and like put it away. And there were some more shaky moments until the the sequence that you were talking about, Steve. But it just felt good. It just felt good because it was the game that you always, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm speaking for everybody, which I shouldn't, but I just always feel like the Nuggets lose that game. The important game on the road, you know what's at stake, and they came through, and I just, I loved the way that they actually 
clinch the playoff berth. And I know it's not traditional, but the someone else, I mean, someone from the account tweeted about needing that closer, and it was when Paul Millsap hit it to, to win it the other night. Was yeah. that Dallas or the Pacers that they were playing? Um, but I disagree because I feel like they have multiple guys that can hit that shot. I think I think Millsap can do that. I think Gary Harris can do that. I think Jokic can do that. I think um, Murray uh, can do it. I didn't even get to Murray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's it's untraditional because you feel like you do need that, you have, and you will need to shorten your bench and yada yada yada. I think there's just so many guys that have confidence that they can do it that there's going to be no shortage of people that. But will. for the national, the, so I'm the one that tweeted that. I'll, okay. I'll blow All the right. surprise. I'm the one that tweeted that, and it's because the national media always is like, "Oh well, they don't have a closer," because it's it's that old adage like if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you've got so many closers, well, then you don't have that killer on your team that needs the ball. No, we just don't have a selfish prick on our team that needs the ball. Like They <laughs> yeah. all believe they can make that shot. And whether it's Millsap or Jokic or Murray or Harris or even Will Barton, I've seen, you know. Will Barton. Um, Monte and, Morris. And, like, and drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you know, they all believe that they can make that shot. And the beautiful thing about it is they all believe in each other that the other guy can make the shot, too. Yeah. So if Jokic gets down on the block and he's got nowhere to go with it, he's got no problem kicking it out to Murray because he thinks Murray can hit that shot, you know? And they're doing what they did at the end of last year uh, as well as they were doing at the end of last year. When you see him move it down the court, you know if they pass it three or four times, they have a better opportunity to score. And they know that too. And so you're seeing less selfish play. Um than you were, say, during the losing streak like a, a month and change ago when it the felt dimes, really pressing. The dimes from this team are amazing. It's so much fun to watch. It's 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 like when uh, the Avs had that McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog line going full tilt at the beginning yeah. of the season. Like, you just know it's going to be tic-tac-toe goal. Yep. And yep. It, it's the same thing with the Nuggets. Like you said, Steve, if they get into ISO basketball, you just feel uncomfortable. It feels ugly. But when it's pass, 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 you're just like, somebody is either going to get a slam dunk or a layup here because... It's just, it's just that perfect. It's that good. Yeah. Or that open shot where for just a second, everyone's like, wait, Jokic is behind the, oh, right. got us. Bang in a three. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to move. We're going to do this where we lay it on thick here in the worst damn sports show period. And we talk about something that, uh, well, we loved one way or another here in this past week, sports or otherwise. I have too many. Uh, I actually picked too many. So I'm going to let someone else go first. I can go. Knock off mine. Yeah, I'm going right. to go. Uh, I'm going to lay it on thick for um, not something sports related, but something that all three of us in this room are, are very closely tied to. And that's just live music performances. Going to a show. Last night, I was up at a concert at uh, the Budweiser Event Center for KBPI. And Shinedown was the headliner. Not everyone's favorite band. Sometimes maybe a little cookie cutter rock, but man, being at a live show, watching how they performed, you looked at the cross section of people. You had kids there that were 12 years old. And then you had me there who's in his thirties. And then I brought my 58 year old dad he, <laughs> to his favorite band. He's, yeah. He loves Shinedown, never seen him. You know, him and I haven't gone to a lot of concerts together, um, but you just 
it's so fun to be in that environment and I'm sure you got it with kegs and eggs last week where, kegs and eggs a little different yeah well <laughs> <laughs> you might not remember the atmosphere as much um, but it's just it's just fun to be in that and we're just getting started with concert season so I'm looking forward to just having that feeling where everyone checks out they're all there for the same reason you know a lot of emotions go through the room because you watch people connect with the songs you watch people connect with the artists and the performances and uh, even the band last night set up a second stage in the middle of the audience on the floor so they could be closer to the audience and it was just it's always fun man and i think sometimes we get so caught up in our day-to-day that when we hit a show it's just like oh yeah this is what this feels yeah. like it's kind of nice and, and here's a here's another part and um, i know dubs you'll appreciate this because maybe it happens even more at uh, at certain concerts but i always feel like a live show is a great way to check in with yourself for a little bit yeah. because for example you're in a, especially a very loud show there are not too many opportunities in this world for you just to like stand there and shut up and just like think about stuff even though you're surrounded by like thousands of other people and it's, I think everyone else is doing that so yeah. you got a moment to kind of like just like zone out for a little bit and the reason I brought up you base camp is a lot of times sometimes like that's the EDM thing too where you're yeah. not even focused on a song you're not even worried about what's going on out there it's just some music filling the air kind of like yoga that yeah. way it's like there's yeah. not so many opportunities where everyone just like hang out and shut up and you turn around, just raise your hand to anyone around you. You're going to get a high five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you just made the hair stand up. Look, you gave me, you gave me. Hey. Because <laughs> it's true, right? Like it's, it's, uh, it's like immersion into senses and like you're seeing, you're all seeing one thing, but you're all focused on it. Yeah. You're all hearing one thing and you're all focused on it. And like at EDM shows, at some hard rock shows, you're feeling the music yeah. too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And all of those things kind of give you this moment of Zen. Like you, you're caught in this world that is just momentary. It's only this one moment in time, but you're all sharing it together and it makes for like a really cool I don't know. Like it's it's why we do it, right? And you don't we, get that we, anywhere else. Do you know, you don't get it like thrown under your headphones and going for a run or anything like that. It's the complete absorption at night at a show. And to bring it back around, that's why we love sports so much. Yeah, is to get that one moment at the end of the game or during a championship or something like that when they hit the walk-off home run, right? And everybody's standing, cheering, and I don't know the guy next to me, but I'm getting a high five, and we're all experiencing this moment together. Like, concerts do that for two hours, but that's why we love sports, because it's like this this high that you're waiting for. You want to get that moment that we can all share. Everyone's there for the same reason. Yeah, so kind of cool. I can go next. If I don't take yours, Steve, then you can go through. All right, so uh, mine is going to be Jeff D. Beckham Jr., I'm not the biggest fan of barstool sports. <laughs> They're kind of a ham, a shill for uh, basically the New England yeah. Patriots. <laughs> um, sometimes they're misogynistic, which uh. I'm not crazy about. They're giant douchebags. All that said, they put out a video of the Cleveland Browns <laughs> I saw to the Avengers Endgame uh, <laughs> highlight reel. I don't know, trailer yeah. music, I guess is what you call it. They put together this thing, and the same thing, it gave me chills. I couldn't believe it. it. It's like two and a half minutes, and it's it starts with old clips from old Browns days, which are some of the worst things that you've Awful. ever heard of in your Awful. entire Antonio Brown kicking the punter in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything, right? right? And it, 
it matches so perfectly with the Avengers. And they're like, you know, at one point, it, the Avengers trailer says, like, we owe this to the people not in this room to at least try. And they start showing all these all clips of the new age of the Browns. <laughs> Epic highlights. I was so jacked up. I was so excited. Hey, was there a brief moment where you're just like, I'm rooting for the Browns this year. Yes. I'm rooting for the Browns. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, can we officially, last year as a podcast, we officially agreed to root for the Browns, and I know eventually I'm going to hate these guys. <laughs> I hate Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. I didn't like Jarvis Landry. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to wear on me at some point. <laughs> like I'm going to end up. Hunt? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to right. I'm going to end up hating these guys. Yeah. But as a podcast, can we agree to root for them for one year? Like, it's going to be fun if sure, they win, isn't not? it? Let's do I, it. I think they play the Broncos at one point. So, I, you no know. No for that game. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is exactly what we're talking about. Like, I want to give Cleveland their moment. I want them to get their football moment, and I'm rooting for it. If you haven't watched the trailer, I'll retweet it from Ad Producer Dubs. It's absolutely it's awesome. amazing. I would like to lay it on thick. I'm, I'm changing mid-course here. I was going to do Warren Buffett, but instead I'll do another uh, charitable person. Uh, work done. Now, everyone knows work done. Played for the, uh, the Buccaneers and the Falcons, running back sure, for a yeah. while. Little dude. He does a ton of stuff. He's does, a great guy. He started a program when he was playing uh, where he bought homes for single mothers at the time. He's yeah. expanded that to single parents. And that because his mom raising him was actually shot and killed. And, and she was an off-duty police officer. She was a police officer. She was off-duty and she would kill in a robbery. So tragic turned into something positive where he knows how hard it was for his single parent one way or another to raise him and he so his whole foundation that he's built is buying single mothers or now single parents homes he's up to 145 as of this like he's been at 145th home uh, for a single parent this is a mom named Zinnia McBroom she got the this is back in um actually this is a while ago and I'm reading this here too but I was gonna say he's been doing this for a long time um, and not only that, but he also furnishes the house entirely and usually leaves them with a cash stipend to use like several thousand dollars to kind of get off their feet. That's an amazing thing that you could take care of somebody's housing for them. And so he continues to do so. Work done. Uh, I was going to say you're the best. We're laying it I on still thick for you. It. Yeah, laying on thick <laughs> for you. Second topic. Well, today's the big day. It's one of my favorite times of year. It's the start of March Madness. In fact, are, are games going now? Did they, they, sh- did they start at like yeah. 10? Yeah. 10 o'clock. So, uh, yeah, we've got games going now. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, Screw this. I'm out. I uh, I tried to do that freaking bracket from you guys like three <laughs> times. It made me so cranky this morning. If it's not in there, forget it. It's in there it. now. No, it's in there I'm now. out. If it's, it's not in, in there, there, I'm out. I checked before we came up here. It's in there. I will pay there. for All lunch. I don't care. This is ridiculous. Of course, you know. Had to use the one site that none of us had a login for. Did you at least like print it out and fill it out or anything? It's on there. He's oh, got you it did on it. There. Yeah, I did it three times, Steve. Okay. It better be in it's there. In there. <laughs> okay, it's in there. Just making sure. Yeah, Steve did it three times too, and and he was saying that like by the third time it gave him a chance to really think about his picks, <laughs> but he didn't. I didn't change it then. No, you don't. You don't. You got to go with your gut. That's part of the fun of the bracket. It's also like your gut's normally right. Go with your gut. Mine hasn't been right the last yeah. couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I I had to buy lunch last year because I was like, my gut says Duke. 
Well, <laughs> your gut no, should probably your gut say didn't Duke say Duke. Yeah. Your heart said Duke. My yeah. gut and my heart said Duke. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got, uh, are we going to go into um, any specifics on our bracket right now? Just, like, In terms of like offsets and stuff? Oh. I, can, I can rattle off a couple I remember. What do you got? Uh, I got Wofford going all the way to the uh, nice. Elite Eight. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I might too, actually. I'm gonna yeah, I did up. not. Um, <laughs> yeah, in, you might be able to look at all three of them on there. In Duke's corner of the bracket, I've got Liberty and Belmont going through to the Sweet 16. Yeah. I like that Liberty one. That's that like that, that's an interesting one. I think Liberty is uh, it's one of those ones where they've won so many games uh, that you know, it's they're riding that momentum a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got North Carolina being the first number one out. I have them losing to Washington. Wow. Washington plays. Okay. Washington plays a two-three zone. The guy who coaches that team used to coach Syracuse. And something that I know about Syracuse, don't catch them on the second weekend of the tournament. Because if you only have one day to prepare for that two-three zone, Wait, and Syracuse you haven't seen it before, play North Carolina. No, so Syracuse's former assistant coach is now the head coach at Washington. Got it. Okay. And so Washington plays that 2-3 zone, and if if you catch the second... Like, you know how they do a game and then two days later they do another game. Yeah. If you only have one day to prepare for that 2-3 zone and you're not used to seeing it, it can really mess you up. Yeah. Uh, so I've got I've got North Carolina going out early to the Huskies. Okay. And same thing with Gonzaga to Syracuse. Yep. I had, I have the same. I had that. And from that corner of the bracket, my biggest upset of them all, which isn't really an upset if you follow them, but of course I feel that way because it's from... My town, I've got Buffalo, Buffalo going all the way to the Final Four. CJ Massenburg Wait. can play. Look out! <laughs> nope, I, I, I didn't. I didn't pick that one to go that far. I think I had him going decently far, but not that far. I've got him to the Elite Eight. Okay, Syracuse, against Syracuse. Syracuse knocking him out. Okay, is uh, what I got there. I have every twelve winning. Yeah, I almost did, and I switched it just because I didn't want to have every twelve winning. But I, yes, I, I switched. I, those were the, the the five twelve matchups or whatever they are were the ones that I flip flopped on a lot. Let's run those down because I because it sounds like all of us had the same thing. So, well, the twelves uh, the matchups are Oregon Wisconsin. So Oregon super hot right yep, now. I picked Oregon. Um, New Mexico State over Auburn would be that case. I think Auburn's a fluke. Um, we have Murray State over Marquette. I always like Murray State. John Morant is the real deal. And I have Vermont going to the uh, the Sweet 16 Gross. in that group. Uh, they got that guy. I can't remember his name, but he is he is also the real deal. Same with the Murray State dude. Um, and John then, Morant from Murray State is going to be like a top three pick in the NBA draft this year. Then Liberty over Mississippi State would be the other 12. Yeah, there you go. And I think Liberty's better than people think. And sometimes you're just filling out these brackets, and next thing you know, you're at the end. You'd be like, really? These are my only yeah. options left? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've cruised through that. I went real fast. I normally have Michigan State going far, and I do. I have them going to the Elite Eight, but they burn me recently a lot. Um, I feel like Duke is going to burn a lot of people here because your boys. As long as Zion stays healthy. Yes. Your boys. I mean, listen, they're no doubt one of the most talented teams in the nation, but they're a bunch of freshmen, and we've seen it with Kentucky before where, yeah, I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, but when you get into that tournament, it's one and done, and if you don't bring it every game – you know, that's that's hard for a freshman to do. They've never been through that before. I like where Duke is at just because they bounced back in that ACC tournament. I was worried about Syracuse. I was worried about North Carolina, and they wound up beating both of them. Yeah. That said, 
North Carolina gave them all that they can handle. They did. And so that's why I have North Carolina beating Duke in the finals. God, that'd be so, that's always such a fun final. It and would be I one normally, that you uh, remember forever. Oh, for yeah. Sure. And I normally would be knocking out Duke or North Carolina earlier just because it's out of spite. <laughs> that's the thing. There's so much hatred that goes into these picks, isn't there? But I've decided to, to bet with my, my head instead of my heart this year. So Duke and North Carolina is what it is. But that said, uh, Virginia, I have going – actually, Virginia and Villanova, I have going uh, fairly far all the way to the Elite Eight, actually – for the same reason, is they both got scorched recently and lost to teams that they shouldn't have, and so now they they, they should remember that. I hundred percent agree with you. It's the same. Re- I have Virginia in my Final Four for that same exact reason. Yep, Virginia Final Four. Yep, Virginia, North Carolina, Syracuse, and Duke. Is and your so Final Four? That's my four. Do you remember yeah. yours? I can pull it. Up I don't, but you can flip it. Mine is Duke, Buffalo, Virginia, and Kansas. Is my Final Four. Okay. I know I have Buffalo though. Yeah, yeah, I uh, dude. I'm telling you, the kid can play. C.J. Massenburg. I got him. I got him close. Yeah, I mean, and that that part of the bracket isn't tough. It's why you've got them close. I think. And Beardo has Duke, Michigan, Villanova, North Carolina, with Duke beating Villanova. That's a lot of chalk right there. I guess Villanova is yeah. a six. Five. I'm not sure how to feel about Michigan this year. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about Michigan either. I feel like I they, thought about that one, like just. As far as I got them, and I think it was because of the other games that I picked where I'm like, eh, Michigan at this stage, that's fine. Yeah, I just, every time, they always seem to make it really far, right? But every time you go to pick them, you're like, well. Right, that's how you <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Not sure, but maybe. Yeah. And these, of course, all right. will all be blown up uh, by the end of the week. We're betting lunch on it? Yeah. Whoever's whoever's the loser, the biggest loser? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then do we want to put a do we want to post the bracket and let people if you can figure out how to do that, yeah, want. knock yourself out. I, I mean, it was <laughs> such a pain in the ass <laughs> to get signed up. You just have to share out that God one forbid week. we use Yahoo, which we all have cuz we're all in a Yahoo fantasy <laughs> football league. God forbid we use ESPN cuz everybody has an ESPN login. No CBS, no CBS Sports. I stopped you. I've always liked the CBS brackets like if I'm printing them the most like it just seems like it's a cleaner bracket than than the others i think that's why my mind went to cbs when i set it up this morning i see well you know and that's all i really have to say about the brackets until they actually start so we'll check well, they've started the, uh but, one but, thing yeah, i yeah, did yeah. want to ask you well, guys I guess about so. yeah. minnesota versus louisville which Oof. is i think the game i think it's on right now to be honest with you uh let's see you um whoever i'm looking at here who is this? So, Dubs, you have uh, Minnesota. Yeah, so so Louisville, Minnesota is... Louisville. No, no, you have Louisville. Sorry. Louisville, Minnesota is Rick Pitino's former team. That's why I picked against them. And his son's current team. Oh. His son coaches the University of Minnesota. I did not know. Ah. So Rick Pitino, after that whole scandal, is going to be sitting in the stands <laughs> watching a Louisville, Minnesota tournament game in the first round. Ah. Super interesting. Um, I, bet I went against Louisville simply for the, like the, uh, the non-Patino factor. Now, like they're in transition. They they did very good. I mean, they're a seven seed, obviously, but yeah, they're not the same team. They're not, but they still had plenty of talent, right? Like he had, he did all that recruiting while he was still there illegally. There's plenty of there's Look, plenty man, of talent. It, it that's one of the better teams money can buy right now. Yeah. <laughs> turns out he's not the only one that's been doing some yeah. illegal recruiting. We we've come to find out. <laughs> all right, well we got to rock and roll on to the last thing here, which is. 
here on the Worst Damn Sports Show, period. We talk about the worst thing that we came across one way or another. Um, I, w- I would like to piggyback right on what you we were talking about, if I could. So I don't have it up right now. Never mind. Someone How do you start. feel about piggybacking on it? Do you think you can <laughs> handle that, or is that something that you... I think we all ta- heard about the, uh, the old college admission scandal thing. Of course. Yeah. One of the things that I w- was out there was that certain students were not only paying for admission, like one of the ways that they were doing it was convincing, convincing in in quotation marks, convincing with lots of money, that their uh, student was an athlete, whether it was in usually some smaller level things like crew or polo, (laughs) (laughs) schmancy thing. Uh, But there is one player for sure that's been singled out that was actually on a team and didn't play at all. And uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. His whole thing was to get into college to say that he was playing and he didn't play at all. Her, none of Her. them played. None of them actually. Yeah, that's, that's the part thing. of the admission oh, scandal. I is that they 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 put them in as athletes and but they didn't out, actually play. They never played it in their but life. Most of them didn't actually even show up to the team or anything like that. But Lauren Jackson did. She was accepted into UCLA in 2016 on a uh, as a student athlete for soccer. They went on to win the national championship that year. She played zero minutes the entire year but actually spent time on the bench she got her picture taken with the team she was number 43 (laughs) she is a national champion soccer player who never actually doesn't even know how doesn't even play the games never played at any point and it wasn't like she was okay she's not good enough to be on the team but we'll get her in there she's never played soccer organized in her entire life as a matter of fact on her bio she talks about how much she loves horseback riding as far as like her favorite sports. So Lauren Jackson, or I should say specifically Lauren Jackson's parents, the coach at UCLA who's currently suspended for taking $100,000 from this oh and getting her on the goodness. team, and anyone else who's involved in this whole thing, you're the worst. Uh, do you think deep down she's sitting there being like, man, I know that that was wrong, but I got a national championship, <laughs> bitches. Like, well, she will until up? they kick her out of school if a year left and avoid everything she's done to UCLA for the last three years, which I hope happens. There's got to be consequences. If it doesn't happen to Lauren, I'm going to be mad that she's a national yeah. champion. <laughs> and someone else isn't. Yeah. Because they didn't get to make that team. Yeah. They did, that spot was taken. What do you got? Um, I, I'll go ahead and just say that the worst is... Our weather in March so far. It has been so bad, man. I, I I know I ragged on the storms last week. I'm ragging on the weather this week because first day of spring was yesterday, and it was still only like 50 degrees, which was nice. It was sunny. We didn't have snow. But damn it, man, I want a 65-degree day. It has felt like it's been forever since we've had 65-degree weather in Colorado. Can I just have that, please? Uh, Wednesday, I believe that's coming, is a 70-degree day. I'm yeah. told- like, uh, like next week? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. You're fine with the weather? Yeah. Why? I don't because, want it to be cold anymore. Because no. all that snow means I'm going to be able to go camping all summer long without any fire danger. I'm about that life. As long as it stops. Anyway, yeah. let's, let's get into this. What do you got? <laughs> uh, all right. My worst is the freaking knuckleheads uh, who complained about the Super Bowl halftime show. So it's now been reviewed and gone through uh the FCC has officially 
done its review of man boobs are fine. The man boobs <laughs> incident. The Adam Levine man boobs incident. Nipple gate is no longer and released all of these complaints that they had, including people saying. Why must America be subjected to the disgusting display of nipples exhibited during the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show? It was disgusting and offensive to see nipples flaunted so brazenly. Like, dude, get a light. Have you ever been to a pool or a beach? Like, that's pretty normal, right? And I was super mad at all these people until this came up. Adam Levine showed his nipples by taking off his shirt completely. NFL, CBS, and Maroon 5 should be met with twice the consequences as those consequences that were leveled in 2004 for the wardrobe malfunction. If she can't show her nipples, why can he show his nipples? I'm all for it. Equality. Decide if we can show nipples on TV or not. <laughs> yeah. if, if, if we can't, then fine Adam Levine. If we can, then I want an apology to Janet Jackson because yeah. she wasn't even the one who took her boob cover off it was just in Timberlake <laughs> that's it that's the worst damn sports show period thanks for hanging out follow us at worst damn on twitter till next week later